Well, hey everyone, Athena Dean Holtz here, and welcome to the All Things Podcast, where we gather once a week to hear real life stories about how God works all things together for good, because he is always faithful and always good. Well, hey, before we get this party started, I have some exciting news for you. If you're ready to get your book in front of an entirely new and fast-growing market, an audiobook would be perfect for you. Having an audiobook gives you the opportunity to get your book in front of more people while giving the listener a new way to hear your story in an intimate way. An estimated 131 million people listen to an audiobook in 2021. And do you know that the people that listen to audiobooks don't read print books? They only listen to audiobooks. So it's a whole new market for you to take advantage of. Leverage the opportunity of getting your book in front of millions of people by having an audiobook today. We can help you create one. Visit redemptionpressaudio.com for our introductory special. Welcome to today's episode of the All Things Podcast. I am super excited to introduce you to new Redemption Press author, Pat Butler, and her new book, Collision, How I Found My Life by Accident. And this is going to, I think, be revolutionary for someone that's listening today because it is an incredible Romans 8.28 story of how God worked some really hard things for good. And he didn't do it overnight, but boy, did he do it with just so much joy and provision I am just blown away by this story. You're going to love it, but let me give Pat a proper introduction. Pat Butler is an author, poet, and pioneer in missional arts. She envisions a world in which every Christ follower finds and flourishes in the abundant life Jesus promised. In partnership with Inspiro Arts Alliance and Greater Europe Mission, Pat cultivates a global network of artists through writing, mentoring, and spiritual direction. From European cloisters to the rainforest, Pat has traveled to 25 countries and lived in two. She currently resides in South Florida, where she walks with cranes, dodges hurricanes, and enjoys her own pillow. All right, let's roll that conversation. So Pat Butler, welcome to the All Things Podcast today. It is, uh, I've just been looking forward to this and I'm excited to have you with us today. Thank you, Athena. It's great to be here. You bet. Well, normally as uh, most people that listen to this uh, podcast regularly, I always like to start with um, a little bit of insight into how God works all things together for good in your life. We've all got plenty of stories to tell of God doing that, but your story actually is part of, or much of what you wrote about in the book that we're going to be talking about. So this is going to be a great beginning and then segue into the questions that I want to ask about your story and your book. So yeah, 
I'm just going to give you the digital stage and ask you to share your story, your favorite Romans 828 story that became a book. Yes, it's my delight. So my Romans 828 story began with a car accident in 1985. And that landed me in the ER with severe spinal injuries, totaled the car, um, severe spinal injuries. And, you know, you don't really know all that's going to happen with that in the shock. But I just began praying right in that hallway in the ER, Lord, heal me, whatever, whatever's wrong, heal me. And it wasn't a pretty prayer. It was a, it was like a command, you know, <laughs> like, you have to heal me, whatever's wrong here, just heal me. And that became just a litany while I was waiting there. Uh, the, the accident launched me into a 12 year quest then to find healing. The usual things happened, the doctor's appointments, the painkillers, the physical therapy, the braces, the pillows, the collars, the ice packs, the, all that kind of stuff that you would expect. And I did, I did explore every avenue of uh, medicine. Then I went into the alternative medicines when those didn't work. Chiropractor, whirlpools, massage therapy, acupuncture, a whole bunch of stuff. I, I was like, whatever, whatever might work. Nothing did. It all relieved pain, but it didn't, didn't solve anything. And at the same time, I was just banging on the door, you know, of God's heaven heal me. You got to heal me. I read all these healing stories in the scriptures. I was like Job and Jacob and uh, the, the persistent widow. I will not let you go till you bless me. You have to give me an answer. Uh, like I, I also felt that very strongly. Um, if you're not going to heal me, you have to tell me why. And it was very insistent prayer. It wasn't, oh, do you want to heal me, Lord? Do you want, you know, is it your will? It, I, it was like, I just couldn't accept it. And so the years are rolling on. I'm not getting any better. The doctors were releasing me with um, disability ratings. I, I just couldn't accept it. They wanted me to go to the psychiatrist to learn how to accept this. And I said, no, I can't. Uh, so I went into depression. I almost went bankrupt. Um, social life went in the toilet. I could barely hold a job. I became dependent on the, the painkillers. Um, Migraine started. I was getting mad at the church because I was hearing all these cliche answers and platitudes. Mm -hmm. uh, or I was in sin. You know, it was punishment. And, it, you know, nothing resonated. Some of the things were actually true, but they were not true in my case, I felt. They weren't resonating. So this is the event, right? This is the event that dramatically changed my life. And you would not say it was for the good. It had reduced my life dramatically. But in the midst of all that, God decides to call me into missions. Wow. And I said, you have got to be kidding, Lord. <laughs> you have got, this must be a joke. How in the world, you know, and, you know, God won that argument, as he does. I, uh, I won't go into all that detail, but let's just say I arrived in France uh, about probably a few years later. And again, set up with doctors and chiropractors and all, more painkillers. But there was a new path that God opened up, and that became the hinge point. He led me through what I call the very unsavory neighborhood, which is where the demonic lived. And I learned about the demonic in ways I had 
I, I never knew. I hadn't seen what I saw in France in the States or I didn't recognize it. Mm. Um, maybe some blinders came off, but it, it was dramatic in France. And I was confronted with things that you, you'd say, that there's no other explanation for that but a demonic manifestation. And I would ask people, the people who are senior to me, and nobody really had any answers. They didn't know what to do. And so I, I then returned to the States. My term finished. I returned to the States with two questions, two quests now. How do I get this back healed? And how do I deal with the demonic? At that point, I had several herniated discs in my neck, and the doctors wanted to fuse the vertebrae. And I said, I don't think so. But I didn't know what to do. Anyway, through a series of events and connections, I ended up in a conference a healing conference. I didn't even know it was that. <laughs> but I ended up in a healing conference in Vermont. And in that five-day conference, God brought a convergence of all that I had learned and seen, all my questions about physical healing of my spine, the demonic in France. And he just brought this whole ball of wax to a conclusion, a very dramatic power encounter in, in a prayer session that revealed the spirits that were operating in the back injuries and in re sinful reactions on my part to the whole thing. There was a repressed anger. There was um, unresolved grief, unresolved forgiveness issues. Mm -hmm. And in dealing with those things layer by layer, then there was a kapow moment <laughs> where God showed up and boom, I was completely healed and delivered at the end of 12 years. And everything turned to the good at that point. Then God unleashed me back into France <laughs> to talk about the story and enter ministries or, or create ministries that be began then to heal and deliver people, bring them out of their bondages. He also uncorked creative gifts that had been suppressed in the whole thing. And that led to combining arts and healing and that has been where I've parked for the last 20 something years. Just a joy and a delight. And I can honestly say if it hadn't been for that accident, I don't know if I would have gotten the pleasure of the abundant life the last 25 years. Wow. So I love the, the concept of the spiritual dynamics of unforgiveness and things that just weren't dealt with um, being a big cause for that lingering, um, you know, healing not coming and yeah. uh, just the importance. Tell us a little bit. I mean, your book collision is different than most books on healing and deliverance. I think a lot of times we see books that, you know, you have to, quote the right scriptures and you have to call out the right spirit and you have to do all these things. Yeah. Yeah. And so just unpack that a little bit for us. Yeah. I do think it's different in that people, I, I think most Western Christians tend to separate healing and deliverance. I did. I didn't see that they're very closely intertwined. If you really study the scriptures about this and, uh, 
I'd say it is a matter of calling out things, but it's actually probably better to start with your sin. <laughs> Where right. is your sin hiding? But that's such a tricky question because you don't want to put that that burden and guilt on people that, well, you're in some sin. We just got to find that sin and you'll be healed. Right. You right. know, that that's not quite the truth. But the weapons of our warfare are confession, repentance, forgiveness. Those are those are some powerful weapons. And if we are actively, here's a trick. If we're actively seeking counsel on that, we can uncover sinful areas, sinful reactions to bad things that happen to us. Mm. Why God chose to wait 12 years, because I was actively pursuing this with people, is another whole, I think I've got to come up with another book about this, because what he's taught me about this timing, through writing Collision, I didn't connect all the dots that I had in, that I have in the book until I wrote the book. Mm. Why did he wait 12 years? Because I had been through, I don't know if you know Neil Anderson's Seven Steps to Freedom? Yes. I'd been through that twice. Those issues never came up. Other ones did. And I think that gets to this layering process, this um, progressive healing that can happen where God was clearing out <laughs> some of the brush, you know, clearing out the clutter to get to the core issues. Right. And it seems like, I mean, we live in a, in a society, especially with so much of the prosperity gospel and all, you know, name it and claim it and all of that that we expect God to just like, okay, God, boom, I just said the right prayer. I just gave money. Right. I just did this. And you're supposed to heal me now. And right. what you experienced is it wasn't pretty, but you persevered <laughs> no. and God gave you the grace to persevere. Yeah. Even though yeah. it sounds like it, you know, it didn't feel like you were capable of, of even doing that. Well, he gave me words, mm. Athena. He gave me key words, scriptures at key points. I, I hit an absolute wall. I was probably only two years into this when, when the medical people, even the chiropractor were saying, I can't do anything more for you. You have to learn to live with this. Mm. And I, I remember going home after one of those conversations, plus they're handing you bills that you can't even pay anymore. You know, so I, I'm like up to my eyeballs in medical debt. They can't do anything. I can't hold a job. What am I supposed to do? And I, I went home that night and I cried out to God in a new way and said, you have got to do something. You have got to tell me what to do. Because I did have at that point an experimental treatment that was being offered that was very costly and very iffy, if it was even going to work. And I thought, what in the world would I even want to do that for? It sounds horrible. <laughs> and I, I just had that moment with God, you know, and he said, he spoke to me through the gospel of Mark, where the woman said, the woman with the hemorrhage, if I could just touch his, if I could just touch his garment. Mm. And there, there's a sentence in there that said the woman had suffered for X number of years, a long time, I think it said, and had been to all the doctors and spent all her money and had not been healed. And it was like, boing, you know, that's me, Lord. That is me. I'm reaching out to you. I've got nowhere to go. I've got no more money. 
and 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 it was like he didn't there was nothing verbal or concrete i can tell you but that sense of peace flooded through me like no you've only got me now <laughs> no you've only got me and it was like he was smiling and like good now you're where i need you to be mm. and i had that <clears throat> excuse me that sense of let it go let it go forget the treatment forget the doctors go with jesus now wow so the one thing that just keeps like resonating with me is there's trauma in our lives and typically when we've got trauma in our lives if we haven't really allowed God into that place then there's unforgiveness because yeah you know that it was painful whatever it was whether it was something that we did that brought it on or someone sin against us that we had absolutely nothing that we did that had anything to do with it happening to us. Yeah. But there's that unforgiveness that is such a key factor in this. Yeah. Yeah. And, and in my case, Athena, it, there wasn't a person I could name. The doctor who prayed for me asked me, did you forgive the person who hit you? And I, I, didn't feel an offense by him. I didn't feel I was, I had anything that I was holding. And he said, well, let's make sure. So we went through a, a prayer, but I, I just felt like, I don't know. I, I think I remember him calling me the day after the accident and apologizing profusely. He was horrified. And I said, listen, I, I mean, it could happen to anybody. I, I think I'm going to be all right. I don't know, but don't, you know, like, don't worry about it. I'm not mad at you or anything. I didn't mm -hmm. feel that. My offense came six years later when the lawsuit was settled. There's a, the state I lived in had an automatic lawsuit would file with personal injury. So that went on for six years and was a nightmare in its own right. <laughs> but at the end, the lawyer of the other side they, we had a meeting with the two law, two sides, two lawyers, and they ripped into me in a in a way that was shocking. And I, hmm. I, I, I blew my cork a little bit. I got, I was getting angry, and I, I kind of stopped it all, and I turned to my lawyer and said, "Do I have to listen to all these lies? These are lies. Like, what are we talking about here?" And he was like, "Just sit down, <laughs> behave yourself." And I, I, I remember having to contain that anger. And then a few days later, the phone call came. Okay, here's the settlement, and I and my, it's my lawyer. And I said, okay, but that doesn't that's not going to cover things. And he said, oh, don't be so greedy. This is the biggest settlement you will ever see. Mm. And I just went off. <laughs> I was furious with him. I said, listen, buddy, that will pay for my debt now. But I've if I've got a permanent disability and I could be looking at surgeries and loss of income and jobs, you know, what am I supposed to do about the future? And he just was very dismissive and insulting. And, you know, you're being greedy. And I'm like, I'm not being greedy. I'm being practical here. Anyway, that was the anger. That's mm. the issue that God brought up. Another six years went by. And this is again at that conference in Vermont. And he said, what did you do with that anger? Wow. And I knew immediately. Mm. 
I knew, well, I knew immediately when the doctor asked, did you forgive the person who healed you? I knew that was the key. That was the hinge point. But I didn't know why, because I didn't feel I had to forgive the person who hit me. Right. It was this other incident that God revealed. It was a divine revelation in the hallway (laughs) outside of all prayer meetings and conference stuff. It was a private moment where he unleashed that memory and said, what did you do with that? And that was the, then, you know, I immediately forgave, confessed the anger, confessed my sinful reaction, went back to the doctor who prayed for me. And that, that was the release from the demonic. Mm. Yeah, boy, the enemy will use any open door we give Uh him, whether we know we're giving it to him or not. Right. Wow. Right. And that's a scary thought, right? Like you could be ignorant. It's not like it's one thing if you're rebelling and you're aware you're not forgiving. That's hard enough. But when you don't even know it. Right. So wow. that was another episode. That was kind of the epilogue to the story where God revealed because I had, uh, let's see, I had like three days complete, completely healed, completely fine. I knew it. But the third day I woke up, I had pain in my neck again, and I freaked out. And he indicated another person I needed to forgive, and I did that. And the, the, my neck got very hot, and the pain went away. Wow. And that began another process of him, because that was my fear. It's all going to come back. It right. Was imagination. Right. God began the process of, I know every single blot on your soul. And I am committed to getting them out. You don't have to worry about it. That's my job. Mm. Whether you know it or not, I know what's there and I know what needs to go and I'll take care of it. Wow. And that was another whole kind of psychological process I had to go through to trust God to keep me and Mm. not live in the fear of sinning and not knowing it. Right. Right. Wow. This conversation could go on for at least (laughs) another hour. This is fascinating and it's so important and powerful to understand not only our own trauma, the unforgiveness, whatever is there that we might be absolutely unintentionally and unknowingly in sin. Yeah. And then that how that opens the door to the unholy realm. And that is so often missed yeah and the enemy is ruthless he doesn't care that you're ignorant he does take you out he hates us with a passion yeah it's awful wow well okay so if we have people that are listening today and they want to connect with you either on social media or on your website where's the best place for them to find you they can find me on social media. I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Um, my website is mythicmonastery.org. And that'll be down um, in the show notes. So mythicmonastery.org. That's right. Okay. And what are you, how are you on Instagram and Facebook? Instagram is at mythic underscore monastery. Okay. And Facebook is Mythic Monastery. This has been um, eye-opening, encouraging, hope-giving for God to use 
such a traumatic experience with such a prolonged journey to healing um, and allowed you to enjoy his goodness and the fruit of, of all of the layers being healed and on all of those steps that he took you through showing you that he is sovereign and he is faithful. Yeah. Yeah. He never left me. He never left me. I never had a sense of God wasn't totally with me in the whole thing. Wow. Well, my friend, thank you so much for being with us today. I just want to encourage everyone that's listening, get a copy of this book, Collision. And in fact, buy a couple extras so that you have them as gifts to give friends. Yeah. Amen. All right, my friend. Thank you so much. And God bless the ministry. Thank you, Athena, very much. I appreciate the opportunity to share this. Amen. Well, thanks so much for joining us today for the All Things Podcast, brought to you by Romans 828 Bookstore and Redemption Press. If today's episode encouraged you, we would love to have you share it with your friends on social media and maybe even leave a review on Apple. That will help the algorithms get us up higher to the top when people are searching for podcasts that can bring them hope and encouragement. So thanks again for joining us today, and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Bye for now.